all Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Coming back. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Thanks for making us part of your day as we are live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. We got some jazz gear out in front. Come by, grab that. Training camp starts next week for the Utah Jazz. Preseason game just a couple weeks away, and the season about a month away. It's going to be jazz season before you know it. <clears throat> Can't wait, man. Can't believe how quick it's coming. Hey, Frank. Um, yeah. Yes. I want to know, with this Utah football season, it's uh-huh. just now kicking into conference play. Mm-hmm. Do you have any level of optimism that they can get things going in conference play? Ooh. Like, now that we've got this three-game sample size, everything's still in front of me. You remember playing in conference play? Conference play was the world to me. I, I wanted to be all conference. Yeah. I wanted to have, you know, most sacks, most tackles, TFLs. It, it, it was conference play because I wanted conference recognition. I wanted a conference championship ring. And they've got all of that in front of them. And I'm wondering if they can circle the wagons and say, it's still all in front of us, and it starts with Washington State. And I'm just wondering, do you have any level of optimism that – with the quarterback that they voted captain, with a reorganized offensive line, with taking a, a running back that had fumbled a couple times and bumping him off the depth chart and saying you're going to have to even earn your way back onto the depth chart, do you have any level of optimism that, that they can get going now in conference play? Well, I, I think this Utah football team has th- – there is there is cause for optimism, I think quarterback position there's a little cause for optimism i thought the the utah defensively gave a winning effort a week ago if you look at just the defensive numbers that's that looks like a horrible offensive day for san diego state although utah did lose quarterback contain i mean i think that was the big negative for utah defensively but utah got behind on a bad interception that put him in a put him in a bind, a, a special team score that put him in a bind. Without those two things, I mean, that's a that's a pretty darn good defensive effort against San Diego State. So there's I'm I'm more optimistic on the on the defensive side. As I look across Utah's remaining schedule, Washington State is a very winnable game for for Utah, mm-hmm. but they have to they this like this t- to me is like you get on track this week or, or th- wow, the rest of the season's really difficult. At USC. Yeah, because you're, you're right, because a loss <clears throat> would just wipe out everything we we're just talking about. Yeah. Like any good faith that you got going into conference play. Absolutely. Yeah. At USC after a bye week, Utah never plays well. Well, that's not true. Utah just never figures out how to win at USC. They seem to play well down there. So, And USC's still more talented than anybody else. Arizona State, winnable. Oregon State, Absolutely winnable. UCLA here, uh, depending on which UCLA team shows up, that's a very well, difficult contest. Scotty Fresno goes and beats UCLA. Yeah, great game. So too, by is the way. that like? Because I, I was breaking down the Utah State film, and, and Utah State's good. Like, if I broke down Fresno film, would I would I think the same way? Like, oh, yeah. that's an understandable loss. Yeah, no, that's they've got an elite level quarterback. They've got a good defense, uh, really good running back. Um, and uh, that's a team that, remember, they were a touchdown within Oregon 
They went to Oregon and only lost by a touchdown. And Frank said, oh, that's just a first-game jitter. That's mm-hmm. nothing. You said that last week. And then and then, uh, and then UCLA. I all saying that. And then UCLA goes right. out and gets boat raced by Fresno. I watched that whole game. Actually, Fres- not. Fresno, not really, but yeah. Fresno's a good team. I mean, that's that a- drive there at the end. When it yeah. looked like UCLA had scored the touchdown, yeah. like, this thing's pretty much over. Yeah, and, and the quarter- to go, quarterback yeah. had some sort of hip injury. I mean, he couldn't. He threw the ball, and every time he threw the ball, he was down on the ground. I mean, it was like <laughs> it's it was true, ridiculous. But that that's a good football team. Fresno State's a good football team. So, but so, UCLA should not be losing to Fresno. No, State. but but that makes for a very difficult matchup for Utah with UCLA. And I think that in ways Chip Kelly has that team rolling hey, along. That was UCLA coming off of a bye week losing to Fresno too. Wasn't That's it? right. Yeah. Yep. Yes, You're right. It was. And then you go to Stanford. Stanford, uh, that's always – that is a physical matchup at Stanford. It, but Utah always plays well in Palo Alto. So I think Utah has a chance there. Winnable, certainly winnable game at Arizona. Then you have Oregon come into town. That's a you know fifty fifty at best, and then you should. But beat, that's out of division. Yeah, and then you should beat Colorado. So there's certainly optimism. Like if if things fall right for Utah going forward, yeah, absolutely. There's there's optimism. A lot of it because the South is not great. So there's a lot of there's very winnable games mm-hmm. in the South, but Utah has to get one enormous issue figured out and we'll see how that's going to land on on saturday evening saturday afternoon i should say yeah um this is certainly a game that this team and look i i just i've seen washington state i watched them last week it just doesn't feel like a team that should be competitive with utah but then again utah's got their own issues if this is a close game in the fourth quarter and and it has every chance to beat that's that's not a good sign for utah Utah needs to go out and just put it on these. Dudes. I think so too, and I think they will. I like the I like the matchup because uh, I th- I feel like Washington State's like what they what what they're going to try and do offensively is a good matchup for what Utah wants to do defensively. Yeah. So I like that I like that matchup, and I think Utah can take advantage of a Washington State defense, a, a, a Utah offense that hasn't been. Great. Yeah. Maybe this is a chance for that team to, to kind of get better and figure it out. That's what Scotty said yesterday. This is a real chance for Cam Rising to look good. I think along those lines, I've been talking about this a little bit. Do you feel like Utah doesn't have an identity or has lost its identity on the offensive side at this point? Well, yeah, because Hundley and Moss – they they built one of the first identities we'd seen in a long time uh, under Andy Ludwig. We, mm-hmm. And that was the first time I kind of felt like this Utah offense had an identity in a long time. I've always felt like they're scattered. And and I feel like they're scattered again. I don't feel like there's an identity. Yeah. And, and I don't know if, if there's a lot to build an identity on. You'd think it would be those tight ends, but everybody's taking tight ends out as much as they possibly can, even though... Keith, he's still getting his, his shots here and there. but So can I ask you a question? Yeah. This former former offensive lineman. Well, I guess you're both former offensive. Were you an offensive lineman or defensive lineman? It's a fullback. A fullback. Nobody ever believes that, but it, it's true. Fullback. Yeah. Well, this applies to you as well. Okay. So 
at the line of scrimmage, did you feel like you were uh, pushing on another team more when you were in a situation where you were blocking for the run? Or in a situation where you were taking a step back in a pass set? Mm-hmm. Which, well, in which way did you feel like you were pushing the defense around when you were uh, running the football? No question. Yeah. You're, you're, you're Tommy Frazier when you're running the ball. Yeah. You're playing rope-a-dope when you're passing. And I don't, I'm not a, not a big fan of that. So that, I think that's the question I'm getting at is, is, the, is there a sense that Utah should be more committed to trying to push people around at the line of scrimmage in the run game? Well, can they with this offensive line? Well, that's a good, it's a good question. I don't, I, I think they've, I don't think they've done extremely well in the pass game. Like, it seems like oh, there's no. a lot of issues in the pass game. And if you want to start to create some dominance at the line of scrimmage, that maybe the run game is the place to start. It was actually equal parts, I think, in both the, BYU and San Diego State game, I think it was equal parts uh, offensive line to quarterback until Charlie Brewer went out in that San Diego State game. It was equal parts offensive line to quarterback. At least that's how I really felt going through different film review and watching things. Brewer didn't make it easy for them, and they didn't make it easy for Brewer. And it almost felt like they were just battling and conflicting. Now, we know that it was equal parts because Brewer's out, and there's a wholesale change at the offensive line. Not a wholesale, but you're taking Bills and you're putting him at the left guard. You're taking Braden Daniels from the left guard, putting him at right tackle. Mm-hmm. You're you're burying Simeone off the depth chart, and you're putting Bam Olsini as the backup now. Mm-hmm. Where coming out of camp, I think they felt like Seam. Well, no, no, I felt like they felt like Kump and Bam were pretty consistent, reliable tackles. Mm-hmm. So that tells me that. There was nothing that they can buy into and nothing that they feel reliable, and they, they've made this change. So you've got, a, you've got a, huge, a huge alteration of this offense. This offense isn't going to look anything like it did. So is this the right five? I've never – I have never really studied Braden Daniels at the tackle position. Have you, Scotty? No, no. Have you, Frank? Braden Daniels at the tackle position? Nope. So Rock came home the other day and said, they're moving me to tackle because there's problems out there. That is exactly how Rock talks. And I, actually is kind of. And I said, I said, son, you realize like that's a completely different set and it's a completely different, oh, no, but they need help. So he's going out there. And, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you don't just go out to tackle. Maybe at like, that level you do, but. Right. Yeah, but I get your point. But you don't just go out to tackle. That is, it's Wait, an island. That's, you don't, you that's don't like saying that those positions aren't interchangeable. At I the just line think of you're like 300 plus, and they oh. line you up and let you do your thing. Okay, fullback. That's, I'm joking. Okay, I'm quarterback. Just, I'm joking. I, I know. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, would you per, you want him at guard? Like, do you see him long term as a guard, or you want him at a tackle? Right. Are you, no, you're talking about rock. rock. He's talking about rock now. Sorry, transitioning away from that a little bit. Uh, well, I don't know. I, it, watching his body develop, if he's if he's six six, that's six, what I'm saying. Seven, if he gets tall, he's going to have to be a tackle, be a right? Left tackle. If he's six I mean, six, that's six the most seven, important position on then the field, I right? then I lean him out, and that's, that's the one that makes him the most money too. Yeah, 
if he gets the height, then you lean him out and you you work with the the really quick feet, get him on the right step. Lean him out. Yeah. Lean him out. What does that mean? Yeah, take him from, uh, you know, let's say at guard he's running at 330 pounds and lean him out to 300 pounds, 298, 300 pounds. 6'6", 300 pounds. I want him lean. At guard, let's say he's 6'4", I want him at 320. Sounds like a Bob Baffert operation you got going here. Like you're (laughs) training thoroughbreds or something. (laughs) Jeez. Is he the one they kicked out of horse racing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> those, those horses were so jacked up on steroids. Man. But, yeah, no, there there is a body type and a design. Yeah. There's something that coaches are looking for. Are you going to hire uh, Marinovich to help you out? Oh, boo. Don't make a Todd Marinovich dad joke. Oh, we're doing robo linemen? I don't now? know that one. Why you don't, not? Why don't it? Todd Marinovich's dad was a complete a hole. Oh, was he? Yeah. Robo QB. He had him training and yeah. eating, and all, all the while behind his back. So the whole story was Todd's never had a Big Mac or he's never had yeah. McDonald's, and the whole time behind his dad's back, he's eating Big Mac, frequently going to McDonald's and smoking pot. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. 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 All right. Hans and Scotty here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Rich is with us. We're live here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray. 0% financing on 14 models, and uh, including the Titan, which you can get. Uh, you can lease that Titan for $3.99 a month. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is. It sounds unbelievable. However, it's true. <laughs> Come on down here and get yourself a brand-new Titan for $3.99 a month. That, you're speaking uh, Frank Dolce's language there on yeah. that Titan. <laughs> Yeah, I need something to carry me around. I mean, a big Titan. I'm carrying around like a a par golf game with me, so I need to. I need something That's big a, and sturdy. Well, with the score, with your abilities to do that, heavy wears the looking crown. Looking good man. in a Titan, you'll be the man, Frank. But you know what? You just showed me the Frontier too. That's all built, redesigned from the ground up. That's a beautiful ride. Redesigned after 13 years of the old truck, and it was beauty. Yep, it's a classic. Uh, the new one is even nicer. More goodies, more digital equipment. If you love digital, if you love uh, intelligent mobility, where you want to be the guy or the woman on the road, you own one of our vehicles, and that truck is loaded. But, you know, it all comes down to a lot of peace of mind and the fact that when you come down here and you get that Titan or Frontier, Pathfinder, whatever direction you want to go, you want to know that vehicle is going to be on the road forever. And you match that with a forever warranty. You're not charging a dime for it, but it's the peace of mind knowing if something goes wrong down the line on 400,000 miles from now or 10 years from now, it's covered. Yeah. When you take your car over to the, one of those shops and they say, hey, that train is done. It's going to cost you about five or six grand to fix that. Yeah. Make sure you bring it in here with your forever warranty. It's taken care of. Yeah. And you don't again, have to worry about it. Doesn't we'll cost you a it. thing. Doesn't cost you a thing. Yeah, it's, it's all included in the deal, in the offer that we make for you. We charge nothing for it. When somebody calls you up and says, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, I got this extended warranty. I want to sell you." You're like, "You know what? I got a forever warranty. I'm good." Yeah, and you know, we all get those calls now. Yeah. I don't. That, that that seems to be the big robo call, and I get it in the mail too. So let's go. You get it included for free. Forty-five twenty-eight South State Street is Tim Daly Nissan and Murray, right here on the Zone Sports Network. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes open up Pac-12 play as they welcome in Washington State for an early start. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 1030 with the postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. Ah! 
From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of youth football. You ready? Yeah! The 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. All right, 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's your Ute Preview Show, and we'll get back to the Utes here in a second, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Frank Dolce, Hans Olsen, two finely tuned, high-level athletes. Um, One. So Mike Gundy, head coach of Oklahoma State, was asked why he feels like there's maybe more injuries now than there used to be in in college football. And he said, these athletes are so finely tuned, they don't have any body fat. They run, they do all this drill work, they train in the weight room. They don't have a lot of give and take in their body. We practice them uh, where we get them ready to play in a game. The generation above... Uh, well, they didn't know anything about dieting. They grew up on a farm. They drank whole milk from the cow. They fried everything. Uh, they ate everything with butter, and they enjoyed pie, ice cream, and desserts. They worked during the day, stayed healthy, lived in their 90s, and whatever. Uh, now, we've got, uh, when I played, I ate all the bad food. I went home for the summer, got a job, coached baseball, went to the pool, chased girls. I wasn't in the weight room and wearing out. I did a little conditioning, jogging and stuff, but just led a normal life. Then I'd come back in August, show up a day before two days, and then you spend the next 10 days getting in shape. Then we started playing football. The athletes back then don't look like they do now. We had more body fat. Their bodies weren't as finely tuned and uh, physical as the guys are now. Uh, So I'm not sure if they carry more weight than they should based on their joints. And I don't know if our bodies are ready for what we're putting our kids through these days. I don't know if that's the science behind it, but I feel like that's what's causing some of the injuries. So apparently guys are in too good a shape now. Yep, I agree a thousand percent. I am with him on this. Absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. Let's go back to the old days. Fry more stuff, (laughs) eat more ice cream, and uh, be a better athlete. Enjoy life. Use more butter. Use more butter. Drink whole milk. What's funny, I, I love that Gundy, even though Gundy's been through hell and back, I mean, everything he does is scrutinized. I think he had a T-shirt on and everybody wanted him canceled. He said he didn't know what the T-shirt was, but what, whatever that whole mess was. And he just goes through mess after mess after mess. And still, when he's asked a question, he gives that answer. And I, and I appreciate it. Like it's, It was what's on top of his mind. Might be a little bit to that. I remember watching Luke Staley when he came in as a young kid, and I was a, I think, I think I was a junior when he when he came in and started running for BYU, and I remember looking at him thinking, I that's I haven't seen a dude look like that, and I've been in college football for a couple of years, and I've been around football, his his muscles were so tightly wound, and, and what happened? It, everything broke. I think there is something to that. The there's so. You're, you're creating so much torque because of your muscle mass that ligaments and tendons can't manage that. So, I mean, I think it's funny, that his statement and comment, but I, you know, I also think there is a little truth to the too fit for your own good. And that's why I'm never going to be that way. Well, now we just need to keep track of injuries. Stop it. Stop it. You are like the fittest person on the planet, so calm down, Lance Armstrong. Wait a second. Minus the horse steroids. Okay, all right, fair enough. Full? 
Because that's not what I heard. <laughs> hey, show me your show me your calves. What do, you had something with your calf? Was it? You've got big calves, right? <laughs> this <laughs> is so. Funny. I cannot I, listen, lie. We we did the buffalo thing. <laughs> We did the buffalo thing. We don't need to go back there. Yeah, but there was something about you having cows down there or something like you. Oh man, oh man. You know, he doesn't have calves. Speaking, he has heifers down there. Uh-huh. Cows. We need to get those Ready offensive linemen at Utah moving around up front. Oh, that's for dang sure. That's for sure. And when Frank wants to get us back on track, then you know. And they're making they've off the rails. They're making changes. They're making changes to try to do it. I. You ask me if I think they can. I don't know. Casey Bills had a holding call in, in a drive that was very important. Uh, a, a defensive lineman beat him. Sorry, he beat a defensive lineman to the scoop. The defensive lineman tried to cut behind him and would have made the tackle because he, he, he took the easy route but had a good step and would have made the tackle, and, and Bills had to wrap around and, yeah, and kind of grab him by the, yeah. the helmet. Well, I don't know. I don't know if Bills is the answer. I don't know if Brayden Daniels is the answer at right tackle. I don't know if the, if Nick Ford's the answer at center. So in three games, there's been three different offensive lines and several different pieces. Trying to mix around, yeah. In, in those games. Don't you, I mean, don't you have to be settled at that position group? Yeah. You would absolutely want to, yes, and and to be, to, to, yes, yeah, some level of settlement, but to have it be this unsettled at this point in the season feels really out of sorts. People might attack Jim Harding, but Jim Harding's put a lot of linemen into the NFL. I just saw yesterday Jackson Barton was picked up by the Raiders. I think the Raiders picked him up and put him on the practice squad. Now, Jackson Barton was a seventh round pick, and I think this is his fourth team mm-hmm. since since being drafted so he's moving around a little bit but still he got drafted yeah um and i I, barton going into college was not a draftable offensive lineman barton through a lot of parts of college not a draftable offensive lineman barton his senior year snuck into that seventh round at this point with utah's offensive front how much i mean we heard about mental mistakes with this offensive line how much now, three games in, are you seeing mental versus physical mistakes at the line of scrimmage? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Which it, is worse? I mean, mentally you can fix. Physically yeah, you're just yeah, kind of stuck. If physically you're good, you can, you can fix the mental yeah, side of it. But if you're not question. good physically, yeah, then, then you're, that's, you're that's hard yeah. to overcome. I am seeing, you know, even against Weber State, there were mental errors. And, Scotty, I showed you some with defensive ends showing yep. on rush and then flashing to flats and defensive tackles looping around or outside linebackers coming off blitz and having a lineman follow the wrong guy and get himself up. That's a mental error to me. You know, there, there are some that will – call it mental errors and some that will say no that's a physical error that is a mental error Mm -hmm. i would say it's a higher percentage physical errors well okay so okay but hold on how do you so let's take that casey bills holding call for instance Uh uh-huh okay he oversteps on a scoop and the defender was that poor does that poor technique yeah and you can fix poor technique yeah 
So is that a mental? So it's not physically. It's, it's not right. Is that a mental? Error? That would be a mental error. Yeah, I say that's that a mental would, error yeah. if yeah. if they can over if you can overcome that. So I'm trying to get at is Utah just not physically good enough up front, or are they just making a lot of mental mistakes? They're not as physically good as in, as we've seen in the past, but I, they can clean up things and they can be much better, much much better. But they aren't as physically good as we've seen in the past. And I thought that they might be when Bam slimmed out. As big as body as Bam Ossini is when he slimmed out, but he made a lot of mistakes, enough that he got praise after the BYU game. Mm-hmm. Scott? Yep, yep. He got and said then, we're going to see him much more. And then buried after the San Diego State game. It's unlikely that Utah will face a, another defense like San Diego State. I, what have I been saying? Both San Diego State and BYU. Is that not From a exactly? schematic standpoint or a talent standpoint? Schematic. They're going to – I mean, USC's as talented yeah, as exactly. both of those schools. Yeah. Oregon's as talented as both of those schools. There's no question. But neither no, – nobody's coming like those – actually, those three. Their first three games. Yeah, well, Jay Hill started it. They had, but but they might try. But, but that's the thing, you know. They see what Jay Hill did and what BYU did, and they're like, and San Diego State, like, well, this is kind of the way the we need to go level. now. Yeah, yeah. And and the truth is, when Cam Rising was having a lot of success, Utah was in a hurry up offense, and San Diego State was rushing four a lot of that time. They weren't able to get into their five six man rush that they had most of the game. So, I mean, that, it may that, not be schematic that Utah sees, like, for Washington State. That may not be their scheme. But based on what they've seen the first three weeks, who knows? Maybe I, they come out with that. I, I, I'm, I'm not positive that I'm remembering right, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering right. They did rush some four, but when they got into the red zone, that touchdown that, that tied it, mm-hmm. I think San Diego State rushed eight. Eight? Eight. And it, I think they rushed everything they had, and Cam Rising just had to, to throw it into a press coverage. They, there were three receivers in the route. San Diego State said, you, you, you grab this guy, you grab this guy, and we're bringing everybody. And they just threw the house. And Cam Rising was better at releasing through the house than Charlie Brewer had mm-hmm. been. So I've got some level of optimism there. But you're right. There, there were multiple plays in that final drive that it was a four-man rush. Mm-hmm. Just trying to give some base look. But they, San Diego State still threw the world at him when they had to go in and score that touchdown in overtime. Yeah. That's right. Well, what is, so Washington State is a base four-man front. To Did they bring a lot of pressure Nickel? against Utah State? Not a lot. Some. Not much. What did you – I mean, Scotty, you were there. What did you think of Washington State defensively? I don't think they're good at all. They've got a linebacker who's really good. Um, they had a safety who was pretty good in Isom, but he left the game due to an injury, and I think he's back since. Um, but other than that, I wasn't too overly impressed with them defensively. The issue – Utah State – Utah State was not able to run the ball initially – but once – and this is what Blake Anderson wants to do. He wants to spread you out and go fast to the point where 
in the third and fourth quarter, you're wore out. And then all of a sudden, Utah State was able to get big chunky, chunks of yards in the second half running the football. And they, mm-hmm. ran, for, they ran for 200 yards against See, that's I'm hoping that's the Utah game plan. It's like we're going to pound you and pound you and pound you at the line of scrimmage. And eventually, Bernard and Thomas are going to get loose because we're just going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage for a few quarters. Do you think Thomas will get some looks? He was taken off the depth chart. I, it was T.J. Pledger, number two. I, uh, he'll get some. I think he'll get some. I do too. He's. he's I think. Super that, I think. He's just. I think talented. the 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 press release or the uh, depth chart was a statement, and he'll still get some opportunities. The the other question is not if he fumbled through practice this week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The other question is okay. So let's say that Utah gets it cleaned up on the on the offensive line. Let's say they get it cleaned up. Yeah. How much better is Makai Bernard? A, a pretty darn good percentage. He's breaking arm tackles at the line. Yeah. yeah a, pretty, a pretty good percentage. So then you have your run game. Yeah. The other question about this Utah offense is on the, in the passing game, wide receivers, outside receivers not getting separation. Oh, no. Nope. That's a problem even if you get your well, offensive line cleaned up. But, you know, then we go back to the point of, well, can you just then say, all right, fine, just go be flares and we'll work with Britain and the two tight ends. Like, what, what do you do? Because the, the wideouts are not good. Is that the most deficient position group on this Utah team right now? Yes. It was it, the it, most efficient if, coming if, in, and it's still. If you as a quarterback, what would you want your best target to be? What position, as a as a quarterback? If I if I had a tight end that was a mismatch nightmare, he's your that would yeah. be number one. Yeah, because because those are the the ro- those routes are the typically the easiest throws, correct? Well, you could do anything with them, like you can you can put them over the middle, you can yeah. run them on a a quick out, you can run them on a on a post down the middle of the field. He can yeah. run a corner route. I mean, he can do everything. So you go tight end on a, on a big size mismatch. If you have a mismatch tight end, that's a nightmare for a defense. Well, but, but how much can a defense shut down an offensive passing game when you don't have wideouts? Super easy. If you can go man, if you can man up on the outside and then you can dedicate two guys to your tight end group. To bracket and zone. Yeah. Yeah. Then you shut it Cause, down. Because that's kind of what it feels like San Diego State and BYU's done a bit to Utah to get those two wins. Yeah. All right, take our final break. Come back, wrap this thing up, uh, prepare you for the big show next, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Joined now by Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Tampa Bay. That defense, is that championship-level defense? They've given up a lot of points through two games. Without a doubt. You can't convince me that Tampa could go into Green Bay. The quarterback can throw three interceptions and still walk out of there with a win if they didn't have a good defense. The defense won last year's Super Bowl for him. I know what Brady did. I'm not trying to take away from his shine. One thing I would definitely tip my hat to, and unfortunately have to, is the fact that they were able to keep their entire team together. After winning a Super Bowl, I don't remember if that's ever been done before. So they're just as strong as ever. And if they don't lose this week against the Rams, I have a hard time figuring out when they're going to drop one. They could very well go through the season unscathed. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
all Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, wrapping up another edition of the show. All three pins sitting around here. Scotty, which pin are you most proud of? Uh, well, <clears throat> well, I mean, the one that I gave Frank was one of the early ones. so, And that's held together pretty nicely, too. Who's got the first one, though? Uh, the first pen? Yeah, who's of the three? So I got you your pointer first. That you, that you, and Remember so, the hot dog? No, he didn't. He didn't lay the hot dog. He laid the. Uh, it was the stinger from Lord of the Rings. Okay, whatever. Uh, Frank got the first pen, then your pen, and then, and then uh, this one there. Yeah, but you had the first thing that came off the lathe, though. It was just intended for your film study. Well, this wasn't shortly after. Yeah, well, very shortly after. I've had this. I've had this one for a long time. I like this pen. All right. Johnny's is unique. You glued his wood together. Uh, no, that was a prefab thing. Oh, that's prefab? Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, final predictions? Anybody? Uh, I think uh, I'll go Utah 31-14. We didn't do the over-under this week. Oh, we didn't do an over-under. Well, I didn't get to do an over-under. You went Utah 31-14? Yeah, I think they, I think they uh, break out of the slump. That's a really good score. I'm gonna go. Go ahead. I'm gonna go Utah 28, Washington State 17. Utah 21, Washington State 17. Ooh, we got ourselves a game. 21-17. Okay. All right. Coming up tomorrow will be a football Friday edition of the show where we'll uh, talk NFL, Utes, Cougars, Aggies. Uh, also coming up next is the big show with uh, Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, but we are wrapping things up here at Tim Daly Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street, uh, the forever warranty. And you guys aren't messing around. You've been around. Daly family's been around forever. They're going to be around forever in the future. And uh, you know you get, that, uh, you get that warranty. You're good to go for a long, long time. Thanks, Scotty. You're right. That forever warranty is going to be here forever, and it's designed to take care of our customers. When they buy a car, they don't have that big expense of having to repair a transmission or an engine yeah. uh, that can be running to tens of thousands of dollars. So, you know, come and get your car from us and get that warranty. It's included. It's free. It's absolutely free. And, you know, obviously you're really proud of that used inventory. you got like 250 used cars ready to go, and they and the high, high majority come with the forever warranty. But right now you can get like a Rogue. You can get an Altima for the same price as a good used vehicle. So, I mean, it's uh, kind of a no-brainer. In many cases, lower. Yeah. You know, so, if we, uh, you know, with, 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 with the COVID situation that we got going on, we do still have inventory, whether it's new or used. And uh, we are ordering off, uh, uh, getting cars for customers and just ordering from the factory. When they get here, they get their car. Somebody forgets their checkbook. No big deal. No money down. Eh, do me a favor. Leave your checkbook and your wallet at home, but bring in the driver's license. They do need that. Because i got to have that to make the car deal work. But other than that, it's go time. Everybody loves no money down. And don't forget, we do have uh, cars that don't even use gas anymore. Our new Leaf. That's right. Yeah, 220 miles. 
uh, per charge and never hit the gas station. Come down and take a look at that. You know, Hans and I, we hopped into one of those Leafs once, and we're two very large human beings. Back when it was 100 miles a charge. Yeah, and, and that was a while ago. And even now, even then, that thing had the power to get us where we needed to go. Oh, it's going to beat most anything off the line when that Mustang pulls up next to you. It's got a crazy zip to it. Yeah, give him the signal that you want to take him down to the next light and be the first one there. I love it. Most times you're going to win. I love it. That, that leaf, in it, and it was comfortable. It was comfortable, too. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't believe it. It's an amazing car. And it deserves, if you're looking, uh, if you're looking in that uh, genre of cars uh, where you don't want to pay for gas anymore, you don't want to put any oil in the car, uh, you don't want to put any uh We'll liquid in that uh, you know, cooling system. Come down and take a look at ours. Tim Daly, Nissan in Murray, 4528 South State Street. I cannot uh, express this enough. Rich and his crew, they are good guys, man. They want to help you out. They want to make sure you're in a good situation. Come down. Hang out with us. It's all right here on the Zone Sports Network.